Welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast. This is a podcast about the church and for the church. I'm Connor. I'm here with Mike, and we have a really special uh, treat for everybody today. Mike, I'm actually going to pass it to you. Why don't you introduce uh, what's going on? Excellent. Well, we are coming to you from Santa Clarita, California, and we are at the Masters Academy International Mission Symposium. And the the title of the day is Fighting Through the Fog, Reclaiming Biblical Missiology for the Modern Church. It's been rich. It's been wonderful. But we are upstairs in the uh, amazing studio at uh, at um, Grace Baptist Church in Santa Clarita here, and they're wonderful hosts, and they allowed us to uh, go ahead and do yep, the podcast yep. here, which is it is amazing, huge upgrade. This is a major upgrade. Huge. Up- We're going to go home, yeah. and Mike's going to be asking for all this back at home. <laughs> the sound headphones, checks, the sound, he- headphones, yeah, yeah, the whole sound deal. Guy, yeah, the yeah. stellar audience that we have. We have a studio audience. It's amazing. <laughs> so here's the deal: we have a special guest with us today, a very dear friend of mine that I met really just three and a half, three years ago, Andrew Cordes, and he is a pastor in Australia. He pastors Emmanuel Baptist Church in Sydney, Australia, and it's the land down the oh boy, the land down under. G'day, Mike. G'day, Connor. It is an absolute pleasure to be with both of you today. Yes. So Andrew and I have had some good times together. We've taken classes together at the Master's Seminary in a doctoral program, and you're about to uh, defend your dissertation in the next week. I am coming up in a few days' time. Tell us a little bit about your dissertation. My dissertation is titled. Recognizing and Resisting Compromise and Complacency in the Modern Church. It's about Revelation chapter 2 and 3, looking at the seven churches and the key features our Lord gives in those messages, but also uses J.C. Ryle as a historical model who uses the same style of urgency Christ does in the seven messages to the churches. Excellent. And you are focused on biblical clarity is going to be uh, probably very encouraging and edifying for anyone who would read. Absolutely. Thank you, Mike. Yes. So I want to ask a question. How did you come to faith in Christ? Some of our listeners are believers, some are not. And uh, just tell us the story of how you came to faith in Christ. Fantastic. I grew up in a family of 10 children. Wow. And we are a church-going family. Mum and dad took us to church every Sunday, morning and night, uh, midweek, and uh, grew, growing up, always knowing the scriptures, but it really wasn't until my mid-teen years where one of my older brothers, who had been really gripped by the truths of the Word of God, was growing in his love and knowledge of the scriptures, used to sit me down, always opening up the scriptures to me. I saw his passion. I saw his love for the for the Word of God, but he moved away, and I suddenly thought to myself, How can I experience that same hunger, that same desire? And he left me his Bible and simply going into reading the scriptures and seeing that I am a sinner, I need Christ. And the Lord had really used that time in my life. So it was in my mid-10 years that I came to the saving knowledge of Christ. Praise God. His sovereign grace is so wonderful. Amen. How'd you meet your wife? Well, I met my wife during my Bible college days. I moved to South Australia. Uh, The city there was called Adelaide. And uh, during that time, I met this really lovely lady in a local church, uh, a visiting professor from the Master's Seminary, Dr. Trevor Cragen, was actually Mm. teaching me. And I sought counsel from him every single day. And that counsel was, how can I woo this lady? (laughs) (laughs) You, You wouldn't believe it. He invited us back to the office. And she had no idea. I hadn't even asked her out yet. And I invited her to this meeting with Dr. Craig. And his advice was, Diane, 
you mustn't tarry. <laughs> and it uh, took a while for her to forgive me, but all I can say wow. is the Lord was gracious, and in a few months, oh, uh, things man. moved pretty quickly. And, and like, God has blessed you with some wonderful children. I have three teenage children, 16, 14, 13, two girls, and a son. Excellent. I know that you are uh, committed to Christ and to Scripture and the local church, and I know that, and by the way, uh, listeners, I have just been videotaping on my iPhone here. We're down home in the Ordinary Church podcast because we're ordinary, <laughs> and uh, I was just videotaping because I wanted to get Andrew's testimony on video for my own edification, but also to send to you as well. Thank you, brother. Absolutely. So you are committed to Christ and to Scripture and to the local church, and I know you brought some um, some ministry uh, compatriots with you uh, from Australia. Can you introduce them? Absolute pleasure. So I have to my right one of our deacons, Peter Van Prague. He is studying online with the Masters University, the Master of Arts in Biblical Studies, and, and he hopes to go on to do an MABC very soon. And he's very tall. He is two meters tall. Yes. <laughs> two meters. Yes. That's huge. We also have a dear brother over here. His name is Steve. Uh, he desires to go into pastoral ministry. Steve is single, and we are taking Whoa. applications. Whoa. And we're taking applications for pastoral interns at our church, too. So when he comes to TMS, we're first in line. This is the man who's yes. going to go your way. That's right. We also have one of our music ministers at our church. His name is Joe Rana. He is a fantastic brother. He loves um, really understanding the the nature of what it is to be biblical in the area of worship and music in the life of our church. We have another brother here named Nathan Bodnam. He's one of the deacons at our church. Uh, he is Pete's son-in-law. And mm, this is what right. makes Pete great, is that he has this incredible <laughs> son-in-law. Uh, Pete is great by himself as well. And on the end, we have a man by the name of Matthew Kreether. Uh, he is our youth director at our church, doing a fantastic job in our uh, youth ministry with all our teenagers there at EBC. Awesome. One of the things I love about you is, well, first of all, we became good friends right away. We did. And I remember that time we had you come preach at Grace and the people were very blessed. And I remember it was from Hebrews, Hebrews 10. That's right. I believe. And uh, the other thing you do though, you've done a lot of videos for children and youth and I've watched them and you are so engaging and just you, deep theologically. Tell us a little bit about that and that aspect of your ministry. Yeah, thank you. Well, I early on, uh, as I was training for the ministry, I uh, needed to support my family. So one of the things that I did on the side was got a school teaching degree. And, and one of the things you learn straight away as a school teacher, particularly when you're teaching the little kids, is the little kids really need to have uh, information and knowledge brought at a simple level so they can grasp it. And if you can't explain a big concept in a basic way, they're never going to get it. And learning the importance of clarity around that. So I, I love kids. And that's actually taught me a lot about homiletics and preaching and the life of the church. And one of the things that I would say is in our children's ministry, we want to see our children not have the truth of the word of God dumbed down, but we want them to hear big truths of God's word, but in a simple way. Yes. And to do that with some of these videos we've done at our church has been absolutely fun. Now, I actually I have a that. scar on my wrist here. Uh, it's, a, it's a decent scar. This is pretty fresh. It is mm. a, it is a pretty Peter fresh was scar just pointing there. At. This is Peter what was you, just pointing at this, yes. This what is, is what this? you call the wounds of the ministry. Now, <laughs> The this, marks of Christ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that noble. But what I would say is 
in our children's ministry, we were recording some um, EBC Kids Corner videos, and I wanted to perform this stunt with one of our other pastors. <laughs> I'm the Tom Cruise of pastors, right? I don't bring in another guy to nope. do my stunt. I do it myself. We do all of our own stunts too. Fantastic, yes, yes. right? I'm oh, with yes. you, right? Yes. So the scene was uh, the, the storm. You know, the Lord is going to calm the sea. So I decided to jump as high as I could, right, <laughs> and throw myself backwards as far as I could. Now, in the past, I've done this. I've, I've done it, fallen, shaken myself off, and I did it. I ended up breaking my wrist. Oh, <laughs> no. I needed eight screws, a plate, <laughs> and I was on the interchange bench for a few weeks. You were not sharing that with the TMS uh, WhatsApp group. No, I didn't. You did not share no. this. No, I was humbled. You were humbled moment. by this moment. Wow. I really was. Okay, you know, my background was children's ministry, and uh, this is kind of weird. And, and, you know, if we were on video, we'd be able to see this. Our people See that scar right there? Yeah. Also the wounds of, of ministry with, with children. Wow. But it was, it was a real hot day. We were in California, Southern California. We decided to take the kids to a park. And we found this big box of those squeeze bottles, those uh, yellow and red uh, ketchup and mustard squeeze bottles. And we had this brilliant idea. Hey, we'll fill these up with water and have water fights. So this kid comes up to me and like lunges at me with this thing and gouges this huge mm. gouge out of my wrist. Oh, so nothing like yours. Ouch. Nothing like this is a flesh wound. Right. Yours <laughs> was a life-changing wound. This was life-changing. It was serious yeah. ministry commitment right there. Yeah. yeah. But you know, one of the things that I'm reminded of in our kids' ministry is we also give our children a, a children's catechism at church. Mm -hmm. And it's a reminder that as we do this, the kids really raise to the occasion. They learn big, deep theological truths. And interestingly enough, a lot of the time you're really teaching the parents, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're teaching so many people these great truths of God's word. But children's ministry is so precious and love kids, love my children, and I love all the children in our church. And look, it's great fun to be a part of some fun media with the kids sometimes. Excellent. Well, okay, I'm going to have another question for you coming at you right now. And then we're gonna, we'll have five minutes left. Connor will ask you one question, one pithy question. And then I'll ask you a final question. No worries. And then we'll bring the plane in for a landing. So, but real quick, I, just tell us what you're preaching and maybe what are, what's one of the biggest things you've learned through the doctor of ministry um, in, uh, in expository preaching at, at TMS. So what are you preaching now and, and how has your preaching changed because of the program you've been in? That's a great question, Mike. So at the moment, I'm going through the book of Revelation. Uh, I started off, obviously, uh, with the goal of looking at the seven churches there in chapters two and three. We're finishing up this book, soon to go into Ephesians. But one of the biggest things that I have really learned in this amazing program, the Doctor of Ministry program at the Master's Seminary, is heightening the urgency of preaching. Mm -hmm. How important it is to stand there before a people as an ambassador of God, proclaiming the word of God with precision, plainness, and passion, allowing the word of God to so grip you that when people hear you, when they see you, you are a mouthpiece announcing the word of God. That urgency mm -hmm. has really hit me. And that has been one of the greatest benefits I've had studying in that amazing program. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Excellent. All right, so here's what we're gonna do, Connor. You got a question? Yeah, I got a question. Uh, you've got some young guys here, you know, kind of following in your train. I'm a young guy. A lot of people who listen to the podcast, younger guys. Uh, how how do you encourage young guys at your church who are thinking, "Hey, I want to invest my life meaningfully for the Lord." Maybe that's towards vocational ministry. Maybe I'm going to serve as a lay guy in the church. 
what encouragement would you have for somebody who's younger but wanting to be serious with the Lord and use their life well? That's a fantastic question, Connor. I have to say, I have been so impressed by many of the young men in our church, some of them are here today, who have that hunger, have that desire to honor the Lord. And and one of the things I will often say to them is, you keep reading God's word. You know, you keep feeding on the scriptures and that is going to fuel that hunger more and more. Read the word, come under solid preaching, read books, but at the same time, having that open access of them seeing life on life. You want them to see that the pastoral ministry is more than a podcast. It's more than someone you watch on YouTube. It's a real life of someone who is devoting themselves to the work of the word. And you want them to see that. You want them to see that this is the real deal. So one of the things that I would really encourage any young person is, first of all, make your ultimate priority a devotion to Scripture, but make sure you your life is being exposed to the real life, boots on the ground, a ministry of a man of the word. Mm. And it's critical that that be happening. Super helpful. Yeah, thank you. No worries. All right, last question. So we've been through two years of uh, worldwide upheaval, and I know it's affected uh, you in Australia as well. What's a lesson or two or three that you have learned in both life, in family, in ministry that just is really at front of mind for you where you're like, wow, this is something that God's really taught me or impressed upon my heart uh, from going through the last two years? Mike, that's an amazing question. I think, first of all, personally with my family, this has been a renewed time to remind ourselves of what truly is most important, right? There's so many great pleasures and enjoyments that we have in this world, and I don't want to say that we shouldn't enjoy things and all of that. The book of Ecclesiastes reminds us of those things, but one thing I have learned is there are some things that truly matter, and as a family, to meet together as a family, to pray together as a family, to be devoted to God's church, this has been an incredible reminder of how important that is. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a time where so many people have been isolated, and they are craving for something that their sports clubs, their entertainment clubs, their social media cannot give them. But the household of God can. And to be reminded that we need to be devoted to God's church, we need to be committed to that, that is really highlighted for me. And flowing out of that is a huge lesson is, again, to not ever take for granted the blessing of gathering with God's people. So many people are fearful. So many people are complacent right now, but don't ever take for granted the blessing of gathering with God's people. I've learned so much of that the last mm-hmm. couple of years. The beloved in God becoming more beloved to one another. Amen. In, I'm going to read your dissertation that's right. because that's what that's on. <laughs> the urgency to love in light of the imminency of the return of Christ. Yes. Yes. Amen. Well, thank you so much. And this has been a treat. Thank you, brother. Yeah, yeah, Andrew, thank you so much. Super great to have you on. We really appreciate you and all of your ministry in Sydney and all these guys around too. So great times. Uh, Listeners, thank you for tuning in. Uh, We're thankful for you as well, and we pray for you. Uh, Until next week, have a great week honoring the Lord, and we'll talk to you next time on the podcast. Thanks so much. 